Welcome into Behind the Helm, the Midwest's number one military podcast that features myself, Chief Dowden, a Navy recruiter in Indiana, along with a gaggle of guests from all different walks of life. It was originally created by Petty Officer Levesque and myself to bring together the past, present, and future while describing military life and benefits a bit more in depth to give a better understanding of how it works. This podcast was created for anyone. Not just those looking to join the military, but for those who are already in, finished a term, retired, and even those that just want to learn a little bit more information. You can watch video of this podcast on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch live with bonus content every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No matter where you watch or listen, do us a favor. Help us get this information out there. Find it, like it, share it, follow it. You never know who you might help. Enjoy the show. Episode 80. Eight zero, ladies and gentlemen. We made it. Welcome into Behind the Helm, Indiana's number one military podcast. If this is your 80th time here, holy cow, we're approaching that century mark, that 100 mark. Thank you so very much. I'm sure Fields is going to try to be on. He's in Japan. Normally he comes in about the end because it's like 730 in the morning. Um, you know, he's still got that top fan badge. I know others are out there watching. Uh, but yeah, episode 80. If this is your first time here, hey, you're in for a treat. And thank you very much. So make sure you go down, you smash that like button, you share this feed, whatever platform you're watching on, whether it's it's YouTube, it's Twitch, it's Facebook, you know, hit the bells, do all the things. Uh, you know, it, it gives us a little gift here that we get to see and hear and know that you're following and we really appreciate it. So thank you so very much for those who've been here and those who are new here. So episode 80 what are we doing today well it's february technically our, our first episode of february was last week uh but we had a, a guest come on who was supposed to be there the week before so we got it rescheduled and you know we're gonna take some time to talk about what february is what is February? Uh, it's Black History Month, and that is just as important in the military as it is, uh, you know, not just in the United States, but in, it's not February, but in other countries as well. So we're going to kind of talk about that with a special guest. And uh, our special guest is actually an Army recruiter. He's in the Army, and I'm going to bring him in in a minute. But since he's in the Army, I did find a uh, Celebrating Black History Month video that was put out by the Army uh, last year. It's real short. It's about 53 seconds. So we're going to go ahead and watch that just to kind of kind of kick it off before we bring in our special guest. So without further ado, here is this uh, video from the U.S. Army. My name is Specialist Regis Paono. I'm from Benin in West Africa and my hometown is Papillon in Nebraska. I currently serve with the first TSC Material and Management Branch Sections as Logistics Specialist. I joined the Army in search of financial and social stability for my family and I found that as well as many other opportunities. I'm married, father of two, and I used to spend my free time with my family. African Americans have defended our nation since the Revolutionary War and have built a legacy of courage and professionalism by serving the U.S. Army with great honor and distinction. Embracing and celebrating diversity make our army stronger. So like I said, it was, it was short. It was something that they, they had put out last year. I want to just go ahead and play that. 
And I'm going to get, you know, so that we don't get that, that good old double audio, I'm going to go ahead and put on some headphones for this one before I bring in Sergeant First Class, recently um, promoted McCoy. So let me go ahead, see if he's ready to go. We'll get him in. All right, don't say anything yet. I don't got you pulled up. Uh, let's see, where is it? Man, one of these days I'm going to get this all memorized, I swear. All right, there, there we go. Now we can see him. Hey, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Who we got here? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I am, you know, I'm living, I'm living a dream, you know? I heard that. Nightmares are I dreams, too. But that's okay. Like, you know, every day is an adventure. Is that is that your guys' thing? No. I think that was ours. I think it was a Navy <laughs> thing a long time. No, man. Uh, so, start, start first class McCoy seat. Got the got the extra rocker on there now. You guys can see right there on his yeah. chest. He got the three chevrons, the two rockers. When I first met him, he was just he was just a lowly staff sergeant. You know, he finally stepped on up to the them upper E seven ranks with me. So it's nice to finally yeah. be able to like look at you. Um, I mean, you're shorter than me, so I don't really look at you eye to eye. But <laughs> nah, nah, man. How how are you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you having me on. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure and an honor. Man, I'm super I'm super glad that you were able to do it like when I was thinking about it and like Black History Month like I'm like, man, who do I know? Like cuz I'm white and uh I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh but no, seriously cuz we've we've had conversations about it. You know, I'm like, man, mm -hmm. I need to get a hold of McCoy cuz we've literally like people I, I tell everybody like when I had um Lick Lighter on here and and people from the other branches, I'm like, look like I don't know how it is everywhere else, but here in Anderson, look, we all get along. Like we all hang yeah. out, we do stuff together and, and you know, we talk about stuff and I think it's great that we do that. But you know, before we get into you, right? Um, we gotta do an homage to the Eagle, man. And you gave me one and I, I love it because I was we were talking about it, showing you some stuff. Uh and uh yo, look, so <laughs> Marine everybody always gotta be funny and yeah. Sorry, McCoy thought he he'd be funny, and he gave us a. Uh, he said, "You gonna hang it on the wall behind you?" I said, "Yeah." So he gave me a Go Army sticker that I'm gonna make yes, sure um, after the show. It's I'm gonna make sure it can be visible. I'm gonna hang it right back up here on the wall, so it'll be forever there. Uh, from Sergeant First Class McCoy, man. So thank you so much. It's just a little silly tradition we started, and you see, like you came over here earlier, and you see it's growing yeah. a bunch of ridiculous stuff. So. I think still probably one of the funniest ones, and I forgot about it until I showed you, was that we have the proud parent of a Marine, and I just oh, I yeah. think that's funny. Yeah. But anyway, man, like I, I wanted to kind of introduce everybody to you. Hey, if you're out there, you know, make sure you comment down below, whether it's on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. You got questions for me. You got questions for Sergeant First Class McCoy. We'll be able to – I'll be able to see him anyway on any of the stream. We'll answer your questions. Always best to comment live if you can watch it live because you can derail us. I'm sure we'll do that just fine on our own. Uh, but you know, if you're watching it afterwards, you can still comment. We'll get that too. So, uh, and just a little plug, I am finally catching up. I, I've said this multiple times on the Spotify, Audible, all that. I think my new hours roll over on the 10th, which is tomorrow. So we're on episode 80 now. I think I got that to 61. I should be able to hopefully get completely caught up. So maybe not this week, but it will soon be where we have our live show, and then the audio version of it is up uh, that next Friday for your weekend listening pleasure. So this one will be up on Spotify and stuff eventually. But anyway, smash that like button, share this feed, do all those algorithmic things to help get that message out. So, sorry, first class McCoy, man. How, how, 
I already asked you how you were doing, man. I, I just backed. See, I do it all on my own, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I want to kind of hear a little background because you're you're. Are you originally from Indiana? No, I'm not originally from Indiana. Yeah, that's right. Where where are you from originally, man? I am originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. North Carolina. Come on and stand up. Take your shirt off. Spin it around your head. Is that no? That's South. Well, that's South. Like a helicopter. North. That was North Carolina, yeah, right? He says he says both of them. He that's right. Both he does. That's Petey Pablo mm-hmm. for. No, nobody knows who that is. Yeah, uh, that's that's a little old, man. That's a little old. You, hey, you he was in Drumline. Yeah, he was. He, he was. was. I watched it the other he day. Was. I was like, oh my god, Nick Cannon at his finest. Uh, anyway, uh, Petey Pablo, man. So yeah, you're from North Carolina. Uh, you know, you, did you join, so you joined the army, did you join the army right out of high school? I did uh, about two months after I graduated. Wow. Okay. So not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and then were you like, so, so tell me like when you were in high school, was that like, was that ever something you thought? Like, tell me like what, what got you like to say, Hey, I'm going to join the army. Like what was, you know, everybody always says, why are you join the army? Why are you join the Navy? Yeah. Like kind of give us your little, right. little pitch on that. Okay. So, um, I'll say, man, um, in my, where I'm from, Fayetteville, North Carolina, it has a really big uh, uh, military presence there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina is right there, right. home of the Airborne. Um, so growing up, I would I never really knew anything about the Army. My family was in the Army. My mom, my dad, neither were in the Army. Um, but I always seen Army people in this uniform all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing I knew of them was they lived good. Yeah. Um, growing up, I had friends who family members or fathers or mothers were retired Army they drove nice cars to school. They dressed nice. So all I knew was, oh, these people live good in this in the military, in the Army. So um, it wasn't honestly until senior year, man, a couple months before graduation, that I said, you know what? I'm going to join the Army. And it was really because I didn't have anything else going on. Um, so <laughs> it wasn't any, yeah, it wasn't nothing that I thought about over a long period of time. Um, of course, I wanted to be good. Like I seen the people that were um, that were in the Army. I wanted to be good like them. However... Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything that I had planned out or nothing or a dream of mine. Yeah, and I mean, you've been in now how long? Ten years. Ten years, man. I, yeah, I got Ten you beat years. by like a year and a half. So, okay. but I didn't join till later. Um, how old were you when you joined? I was tw- I was I was twenty six, man. I'm old. I'm old. Oh wow, you like forty? Yeah, man, almost thirty seven this year. <laughs> Uh, somebody posted nice. Sam Overman. I thought, I think somebody's just tagging somebody in here, but, um, you know, yeah, man, I, I was older. So the thing is, is like, I think about it now we talk about it. Cause you don't, like you said, you didn't have anything going on. So I don't think I, I've never met anybody who went into the army Navy anywhere that they're like, I'm joining for 20 years. That's what's happening. Like it's not, it never turns out that way. And then next thing you know, man, it just it flies by. Uh, but I think like, yeah, I could be close to retirement, bro. If I would have came in like you did right out of high school, you would be. Yeah, you'd man. be very close to retirement right now. Mm-hmm. You'd be having a different conversation, um, and that's why I like to tell people. Um, it's it's crazy because, like you said, I joined the army thinking I was going to do a couple years, get a little bit of money, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and and and, and yeah. get established, and it turned into a now going on a little bit over ten years. Yeah, it's so, almost like how do I walk away from it, you know? So right. the the difference too with the army compared to the navy, we have one place for boot camp. You guys have multiple, right? So so right. you join, um, you go to you go to Meps. Everybody loves Meps. Mm-hmm. We got all them stories. Uh, you choose yep. your job. What job did you choose? Uh, you so go- when I joined, I joined I joined in twenty twelve. I chose um, 
Automated logistical specialist, 92 Alpha. Automated logistical specialist. So can you put that in civilian terms? Uh, Amazon? Yeah, right? Like yeah. Su supply? Kind of, yeah, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, yeah, but automated. So more, yeah, like um, mm -hmm. doing the big requisites and stuff, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. We do we do it with more of the, uh, we do the whole scope. So we do transportation. We do the actual storage, yeah. issuing, turning. Like it's, it's that's why yeah, it's automated because it's more than just the actual right. supply. We got the front end and the back end. Right, Amazon. That's a good. That, that was good. Amazon. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, so you choose that. You go to you go to boot camp. Were you relaxing in Jackson? Where'd you go? Yeah, I was relaxing in Jackson, yeah. but I was not relaxing in the in the company I was in. Oh, okay. All right. So you go. Mm -hmm. You go. When to, I got there. Yeah. Go ahead. When I. And when I got there, that's that was a big thing for my drill sergeants at the time. It was like, look, we know about the 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 word of relaxing Jackson. We've heard of the of it. And they made sure it was nothing relaxing about what we had going on. They set that precedence very early. Oh yeah, man. And and it's funny, man. I talk to people about boot camp with the Navy and stuff like that. And it's it's funny when you get there and they're they're you know super hard on you and then it's almost like as it goes on it seems like oh maybe i'm getting it because they kind of lighten up like they don't know what they're doing you know what i mean like right. they go to a special right. school for that so you're in in um and that's um jackson uh fort jackson south, fort jackson south carolina south carolina thank you sorry Jeez. Mm -hmm. um so not no, too good. far from home not, yeah not at all two hours yeah uh where was your yeah. and then from for you guys for us a school you guys go to ait where you learn your job right. where was your ait at mm -hmm. Uh, Fort Lee, Virginia, about three hours away from where I live as well. Yeah, so, I mean, dude, you, you were kind of, you know, I bet you were, when you were there for AIT and stuff, I bet you got some time. You got to come home on weekends. Uh, No, nah, we, weren't, we weren't doing weekend passage, and if it, it okay. was, the miles was too far away, but ah. it was definitely close. My, my, my mom was able to come see me while there I was at AIT a few times. That's mm -hmm. good, man. That's good, yeah. And then was it, how long was your AIT? Like, for your, because every job's different, you know? Yeah, I think mine was, I think it was seven weeks. Seven, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, so AIT, weeks. did you have a follow-on score, or then was it off to your first, like, command, first? I had a follow-on school. I went to Airborne School. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You went to Airborne mm -hmm. School, which is in where? Fort Benning, Georgia. All right, so you went, you originally from North Carolina, go to South Carolina, mm -hmm. go up to Virginia. Now we're in Georgia, right? Now we're in yep. a dirty South. All right. Yeah. Uh, you there. Where did you go from there? After that, man, uh, I went to Vicenza, Italy. Wow, yeah. So that your mm -hmm. first, your first actual duty station, you're overseas, man. You chilling in Italy. Overseas. See, I tell people yep. all the time. People want to know the difference. I said, look, Navy is where you go to travel, but I'm not saying you can't travel with the Army, the Marines, the Air Force. Like you absolutely can. Like, and we've talked 100%. to multiple people that have. Like, you got to go to Italy. So you're in mm -hmm. Italy. That's mainland Italy, and you were there for how long? Two years. What do you what like? What was your favorite thing about it? Um, uh, my favorite thing, man. I was young. The spaghetti, and, man. Ha ha ha. Nah, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of Italian food at the time, man. I was. I was young, so you know, I'm used to mama's cooking. Yeah. So, um, my favorite thing, though, I would say, was the freedom that they gave us when we got there. Being in Italy at 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. Right. You know, when you first get there, you're allowed to drink in the country. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's that's what it is, and most of the time, like same with us, you go overseas, you know, the captain can put, like, you know, he can kind of stop that, but most of the time, it's wherever you are, whatever the law is there, like that's, 
until you mess it up, which I mean, you've mm-hmm. been in long enough, soldiers and sailors, they, you know, somebody was going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. But yep. I mean, yeah, like I remember when I got, you know, kind of to my first, yeah, I was older, you know, but like just in general, like it went from like, you can't do anything to, Hey, you're, you're a soldier. Now you're a sailor. Now you're an adult make adult decisions. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially like you're saying 18, 19 years old in a foreign country and they're giving you that freedom. Like, I bet that was, that was dope. Like man, it was crazy. It's crazy. So yeah. how long were you in Italy for? I was there for two years, just two years. And then you, after that, years. where'd you head to? I went back home, man, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Right. So you're, uh, you, how close is Fort Bragg? Like to where you live, like your family. It, it, it's that's that's where I live. Like, wow, Fort yeah, Bragg. yeah, like past the base on the way to my mama's house, get off base and be in my mama's house in six minutes, seven minutes. Which was great because then dinner was always ready. Yeah, because you were still always. like you said, you're still young. You're still young. You know, yep. mom, mom's big yep. influence, and that's awesome because most of the time, you know, you join the military and you're going to a base. It you're, you're not going to be close to home. That's when you're taking that leaving stuff, man. Like you're you're mm-hmm. you know like you're right there. That's awesome. So you Fort Bragg. How long yep. were you there for? I was there four years, 2015 to 2019. Okay. And then after Fort Bragg, mm-hmm. where'd you head to? Korea, South Korea. Now, I got it. So, dang, man. Like, you know, hey, you're you like sticking here in the East Coast, and then you got to go to Italy, and then yeah. South Korea. Like, polar yeah. opposites there too, man. And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong here, because I've heard, depending, I, I know there's a couple places, like, like you weren't on the line, right? Right. Right. I heard that like South Korea is a very, very fun duty station. Like, because just South Korea in general is just amazing. Like the technology and the and the way they are, and like it, you know, it's it's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's that is tied as my favorite duty station tied with, of course, Italy. Um, but I would say I probably would give Korea the one up just for the simple fact of where I was in my career when I got there. So, okay, being in Italy, I was a younger soldier in the yeah. army. But going to going to Korea, I was a staff sergeant in the, in the army. So two totally different experiences. Oh yeah, both amazing. But yeah. Korea was just beautiful, man. I loved everything about it. That was a good fifteen months. I got there right before I got there in June of twenty nineteen. COVID kicked off, so I was there through COVID. Um, but was that weird was there? Amazing. Was it well, oh, like yeah. the way they? I mean, because we always heard about, but I feel like over there because of how many people they are, it, it you know they kind of did things they get i mean they get real strict about stuff you know oh yeah oh yeah they shut they shut when that like so here i noticed a lot of, i have a lot of friends in the military as well so i would see when covid was started how mm-hmm. in america everybody was not working but my friends still was having cookouts drinking partying right. having a good time right when i was there in korea man it was three months or or i would say about 60 days of us not leaving the room other than to go to work twice a week period that's it yeah, that's it. And that's because of the country, like in general, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna nip nip that in the bud, which which it's kind of a bummer because like it is such a cool duty station that you kind of were there for that, but you know. So then after that is then you you get to here, right? Correct. So you're you're recruiting now. It, it's I gotta know, man. I don't think I've ever asked you. So um, okay, we're setting with Sergeant First Class uh, McCoy a a army recruiter here in Anderson, Indiana. We're going just through where he's been and we're, we're now getting to Anderson, Indiana, right? So in your career, you know, you're from Fort Bragg, basically, right? 
like right, right. there. Uh, and then you go, you know, to Carolina, then to Virginia, then Georgia, kind of far away, then overseas, but then right back to Fort Bragg, right? So mm-hmm. kind of staying on this on this East Coast, and then Korea, and then you go recruiting. And I know, like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, uh, you know, same with us. You know, you got to kind of go where the Army needs you, where the Navy needs you. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indiana? Like, did you right. have any say in that? Or was it like, hey, look, this is where we need you to go? Like, how, why Indiana, man? Uh, I was in uh, I was in Korea behind my desk one day. Um, mm-hmm. I had my own office in Korea. Um, and I got an email, and it said, you have been DA selected for recruiting. And I was like, what? So, um. I tried my best to get out of it. About three months went by. I, I got orders saying I was coming to Anderson, Indiana. I didn't even know where this place was on the map. I had to Bro. literally pull up a map and look. I'm like, oh, it's outside of Indianapolis. Bro. So, no, had no had no no choice in the matter. So, sometimes you guys can actually get voluntold. I don't know. I think there was oh, a we, time in, yes. in recruiting for the Navy where you could – but now it's like it's volunteer. Like you, I, like you have to go through a process. I have heard that though. Like you guys kind of get voluntold, and we get we get a little bit of say. Like we kind of pick like our command we can, and then but once you get there, your ultimate duty station is, you know, like it's it's hey, where do you need to fill in? Because like I'm originally from like Kokomo, and I kind of wanted to go there, but there was no spot, and like so Anderson is what was open, and I was kind of the same thing. Like I'm from Indiana. I don't really know right. anything about Anderson. Like I, Muncie, yeah. I knew Ball State. Like that, and I'm from here. Like that was it, you know, because it, it just is what it is. But I always wondered that, man. I never asked you. So it, it was literally you didn't pick nothing. They were like, "You're going to Anderson, Indiana." You're like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, I know. I was, yeah, let's do it. And when you got here, when? Uh, October of 2020. Yeah. Really? You just got here yeah. last October. 2020. Wow. Man, it seems like you've been here longer. Stupid light. Seems like you've been here well, longer. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been here two years. Last 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 October was twenty twenty two. Oh, twenty twenty. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, Dude, my brain. Like I missed it. It's the headphones. Yeah, you're good. Squeezing you're good, too hard. So yeah, yeah you've been here for a little bit. I was gonna really say, man, mm-hmm. there's no way. Mm-hmm. So you've been here, you've been recruiting. So you October twenty twenty, like you've seen the good, the bad, the ups, the downs. We've all worked together, you know, uh play play fantasy football together the last couple years. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you got last place. Uh anyway, uh <laughs> that was last year, man. Um but you know, I, I think, you know, I just like to show again, like, you know, this is somebody not from here and you can see like he, he's an army, like you get to travel, like it's what you make out of it, right? And mm-hmm. um, you know, we're to make sure to to, you know, put your information out too. So, you know, again, if you guys ever have any questions about the Navy, the Army, you know, I can get you in contact with with Sergeant First Class McCoy and, and his team over here. They're great people and you know, same with the Navy. Um make sure you smash that like button, share this feed, hit the bells, do do all the things, right? Do all the things. Uh, but the main reason I want to bring you on is it, it's February, right? We're, it is. It's, it's Black History month. month, man. Yes, and, sir. Um, you know, when I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, I, I'd really like to to talk to someone, get somebody on the show that is a service member um, where I can talk to them about their experience in the military as, um, you know, a, a soldier, sailor, whatever of color, because, you know, is it different? Is it good, bad, this, that? And and we're going to get into that. But before we do, I want to, I'm going to pull up a couple of things here. I just want to show okay. um, some stuff that like me and you were talking about. Uh, so 
right now we're just seeing you because you know your answer so <laughs> you know i was looking into some stuff and, and we talk about black history and we see it and and you know then the the tv shows and the movies and all this stuff uh but a lot of times we don't think about military and how much um, it was influenced by African-Americans. And, you know, we know some of the major names, like me and you were talking about that. But I started, I was doing a little bit more research to pull some stuff up, and there's actually so much that I was like, I, I can't narrow this down to just talking about one or two people. So this is right off of history.com. Uh, I know you can see it, uh, but, you know, so just, I'm going to read this first little blurb. Black History Month is an annual celebration of achievements by African-Americans in time for recognition or recognizing uh, their central role in U.S. history, also known as African American History Month. The event grew out of um, Negro History Week. The brainchild of noted historian Carter G. Woodson and other prominent African Americans. Since 1976, every U.S. president has officially designated the month of February as Black History Month. Other countries around the world, including Canada, the United Kingdom, um, also devote a month to celebrate black history. This stupid light, man, ever since our power went out today, now it doesn't want to stay on. But, you know, there's different origins of black history. We're not going to get into that. I just wanted to show that, talk about that, um, and and we'll talk a little bit more about the different prominent um, points, especially when it comes to uh, military. And one of the big things is, is I was like, hey, what – you know, what about African-Americans earning the Medal of Honor? Uh, how many have there been? There's actually been 93. And um, this oh, wow. is, yeah, I, you know, I didn't know it was that many. I mean, but 93 African-American Medal of Honor recipients. And we're talking all the way back to Medal of Honor recipients in the Civil War. So, wow. um, you know, it's it's been there. It's, you know, like not to sound stupid or anything like or not to make a dumb comment but it's like you know it's been there that it's americans african americans whatever it's americans in the military um and we'll talk about some iconic black veterans here in a little bit and uh a little bit of like just real quick here this was kind of neat man i think you might find this cool uh black heroes throughout u.s military history i'm trying to look all this up and it mm -hmm. can bring it down to one name. And you can, this is, again, right off history.com. Uh, Black heroes, U.S. military history. You know, it talks about during the American Revolution, thousands of, of black Americans fought on both sides of the conflict, both for the British and for, um, you know, the fledgling United States. Um, you know, and then you can go and see more about it. But like Civil War, obviously, um, you know, the Civil War, there was a lot to it, but a lot of it had to do with, with slavery. Um, so, you know, there were African-Americans who fought, uh, whether they were freed, escaped, whatever, and, and fought and, and took up arms instead of sitting on the sideline to see what happened, uh, to take up arms for this cause. And then every single war since then, obviously. Um, but it, it was so much that I'm just like, I can't, I can't narrow this down, man. Like this is, this is even more than I thought. When I saw the 93 Medal of Honor recipients, like, because it's not, there's not a lot of Medal of Honor recipients to begin with, you know? Exactly. So for you, when, you know, you're at Fort Bragg, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, or you live there, you're from there. So when you went to join, 
did you feel any animosity or any weird like feelings because you're african-american or black or like did it even ever think about that um when i went to join though um i didn't um i kind of went into it just Mm open-minded um so i really i didn't really think about it like that i mean i've heard people tell me that a lot of people say it but um some people i feel like say that just because it's something that they want to do they couldn't Mm. so um, they would throw the negative in there, like, "Oh, you don't need to do that." They don't look out for black people. And I, I, I had to, I had to figure it out for myself. So, um, and 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 ever since I've been in, I said to myself, um, that uh, you still got me my phone. Did some weird stuff. No, you um, good, man. Okay, but uh, ever since I've been in, I told myself that you know I would really would I would try to change if 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 that is the case. If if black people don't get the fair shakes. Yeah. And the uh, branches of the military, then I need to get to a spot where I can help out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's how I went and looked at it. It's been a good ride. I really, I don't haven't really faced too much racism mm-hmm. um, in my career, and I have never seen anybody to my left or my right that I directly mm-hmm. deal with had to face face uh, racism either. So it's one of those things, man. Like you just said, you know, with the hey, like I'm gonna figure it out for myself. And if that if that's the truth, like you know, hey, look, I'm I'm gonna try to get to a point to be that voice of change. You can't change nothing. I mean, I say it like, you know, racism is a way bigger concern, but I just mean like even within the command, like some, you know, policy or something. Like if you just constantly just like, it's just what we got to do. Well, why anybody questioning this? You know what I'm saying? Like right, until right. somebody does, it ain't nothing ever going to change. Right. Facts. Uh, Facts. So, you know, uh, I just, you know, have you seen, you know, like you said, you, you've never really experienced it. Haven't seen it to the left or the right, you know. I always tell people like in the Navy, man, once you join, it's all blue. You know what I'm saying? It's all blue. You, my mm-hmm. brother, you, my sister, mm-hmm. it don't matter. I don't care where you came from. I know where you are now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, I mean, you know, I can honestly say that like you see different cliques, just like high school, you know, it don't, it don't matter if you're black or white or whatever. Cause like, you know, on the ship, like we had, you know, the click of the, you know, Dungeons and Dragon nerds and you got the the click of the the like straight up like hilljack hillbillies man the rednecks that mm-hmm. are hanging and and you know and then a lot of times you would see like people would say something you would see clicks of like black guys and stuff together well it's not because they're black it's because where they grew up at like they have that same culture those same um values and stuff like that so it's mm-hmm. you know somebody they relate mm-hmm. to you know I exactly I don't ever see it as I got literally, and I bet you've heard this too, like, well, people segregate themselves, mm-hmm. it, but it's not because of color at all. No, I don't at think all. so. Like, I think it's where you're from. Not at all. You know? Yeah. I'll, I'll even add to that. Um, yeah. When I was in Korea, um, I was the uh, NCOIC of a warehouse. Um, mm-hmm. I had about 50 soldiers at one point. So I had a max of about 50. The lowest I had probably about 35. Um, and of course there, people would just, like you said, they have their cliques, group yeah. of people that they hang out with. Um, so, and I had like Hispanics, I had white people, we had black people. Now everybody got along, everybody hung out together, but on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. you would find them uh, talking to people who they relate to, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's not because of their color or their race, it's just because of, if I'm from Fayetteville and you're from Fayetteville, then hey, we probably gonna have a common a common ground. Yeah, we probably grew up kind of the same way and that same kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you see it like, you know, I, I make jokes all the time. And, and since you're not originally from the Midwest, like some of the stuff that we say and do is like just kind of mind blowing to other people 
you know, like, um, I didn't realize that I said the word OPE, O-P-E, right? OPE, uh, until I was in the Navy, man. Somebody pointed it out to me. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? I was, I don't, I don't, I'll say, oh, oh man, I forgot to change the camera back. Everybody can hear me, but they're like just staring at you. Just staring at, me. at yeah, you. Yeah, I've been over here trying to make I forgot. sure. Yeah. I'm decent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I didn't know I said that. And then somebody pointed it out. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and then I started realizing I was saying it. And then like when my son was little, like, you know, not even talking full sentences very well, like he tripped and said it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, son of a gun. Like, you know, you never know. But you get you to meet that, all kinds of times. Use that word in a sentence for me, though. Huh? Use that word in a sentence, though. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, hey, let me get that for you. Oh, hey, can I get the door for you over there? Oh, hey, thank you. Oh, you can go first there. Oh, that's, I mean, you use it okay. anywhere in a sense, man. Trip. Oh, okay. Did you see that? Uh, look, man, you're not, you're not merely born in Indiana. Okay. We emerged from the corn with Hidden Valley Ranch in one hand and Bud Light in the other hand saying, oh, that's like, that's, you know, but yeah, I mean. I'm just saying, cause you get a you get a chance to meet all kinds of kinds too, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've met, I tell people this all the time. I've met my I've met my best friend and my worst enemy in the Navy, and I've met people that I would have never have got to meet, you know. Like if it mm-hmm. made amazing friends that like in no circumstance would we have ever had been, you know, in the same room, you know. Yep. Uh, and yep. the army is is a lot bigger, so I'm sure like you know, the people and things that you've got to do, like, has been just crazy, you know? Yeah, I agree with you with that, too. I, I met my best friends, like, people that, I'm closer to people that I've met in the Army than I am with people who I grew right. up with. Right. So. Call that um, friends of circumstance, right? I say that all the time. Exactly. Now, like, obviously, like, Fort Bragg, it's a bigger area. Like, where I grew mm-hmm. up is a little bit smaller, but most of the time, like, when you're in your home, do you, you tend to just gravitate towards the people that are near you because they're around. Not necessarily, right. like we have, co- what we have in common is we're both here. Not that we're exactly. really, really friends, you know? And when exactly. we get the chance to leave, whether it be army, Navy, like whatever you do, and you come back, you're like, man, this is stupid. Like, yeah, you know, like, man, I was dumb, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but yeah, 100%. So, um, but realistically, like, do you feel in the army same way? Like I was talking about in the Navy and, and, uh, you don't you don't see that you treated treated the same it's uh, we say it's all blue i don't know if you guys say it's all green you know um you never felt that never seen that never feel like it's something that if like and what why i say that is is if you were talking to um like a young black man that's like man i don't mm-hmm. want to join the military because like they they do not treat us the same what what how would you combat that I would ask him. Um, I actually have had this happen. I, asked, I bet you have. That's well, why I wanted to ask you because yeah. I guarantee you have, especially here. Yeah. All the time, I ask, "Why did they say that?" Um, that's my first thing. I, I, I like to. I like to get all the facts before I give my opinions back. Yeah. Um, and I always ask, like, "What makes you say that?" And the bad thing about it is, a lot of times they don't, have an they don't know anything about the military. Nope. So it's something that somebody else told them, or mm-hmm. just something that they came up with in their mind. And I'm like, bro, well, take me as an example, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, look, at look, you you are 10 years in E7. Yes, sir. Yeah, both of us, man. That's where I hit it, too. That 10-year mark. Bam, we got it. Uh, yeah. And that's, I'm telling you, I don't care what, what branch you're in, and I'm not tooting my own horn. You can toot yours. That's fine, bro. But that's not an easy feat. 
Not at all. White, black, red. You identify as a toaster. You make E7 in less than 10 years. You know, you're doing something yeah. right. Uh, you know, yeah. so it's usually, it's usually like a 13, 14. Oh, yeah. I would say 10, 10, like 11, 12 is when you're getting ready to get looked at. Mm-hmm. Finally getting it 13, 14. That's common. I mean, I know people who've made it in 18. Yeah. E7. You know what I mean? So, and so again, like we're sitting with, with Sergeant First Class recently you just when did you make it it was pretty recent january january 1st january man congratulations i know i've already told you, you but congratulations same with sergeant first you, class mccoy uh, uh army recruiter in anderson indiana we literally like we all share a wall we we go into each right. other's offices all the time so if you have any questions for him uh, or about the army or the navy make sure you, you post it we'll get to you um what's your you, you want to plug your your phone number what's your i'll make sure to write it in later too but what's your phone number if somebody wanted to reach out Reach out and get to you, uh, man. I know my number is 765-543-7293. I'll go. even put a picture of my card Look up at that. the camera real quick. Yeah, hold that right there. Don't move it. There you go. Yeah. So if you guys ever need to talk to anybody about the Army and, and look like me and me and Sergeant First Class McCoy, I tell you, like we've we've tossed some people back and forth before. You know, oh, yeah. somebody wanted to join the Navy, brought them over to me. I got somebody that's more fit for the Army. Like we do that. Like it's – I, again, not knowing stuff about the military, right? Like that we hate each other. Like we got a job to do. We have a mission that has to be done, sure. And we're looking out for us. But I, I really like that that we've always been able to to do that, man. So, and I oh, appreciate yeah. you coming on for this for Black History Month, so we could kind of talk about that. So let's. I'm gonna pull up now. I'm gonna go back to that <laughs> that screen. Yeah, where they're just gonna see you for a minute. But check this out. Ooh. I didn't know some of these. So this is off of VFW, and I would encourage anybody to, if you are a veteran, now VFW, there's certain things you have to have to be able to join, but VFW, American Legion, you know, hey, look, I'm going to be honest, membership is falling with this with this newer generation, um, you know, and the older generation is starting to, you know, for lack of a better term, die off, and, and I will tell you how much the VFW and the American Legion really gives back to the local community. Uh, if you are a veteran, uh, you should definitely go into these establishments and become a member. But uh, this is celebrating iconic black veterans. And some of these I knew. Some of them I did not. So Morgan Freeman, everybody knows Morgan Freeman. Uh, he was he served in the Air Force. Didn't You know, I knew that one. Uh, Tracy Morrow, uh, more commonly known as Ice-T. Ice-T actually served in the Army. Did you know that? I did not know that. Me neither. Me neither. He served in the army. Uh, and you can look this up because it talks more about it. We're not going to go through every single, um, I'm not going to read it all, but yeah, I didn't know that. Right. Uh, Barry Gordy Jr. served in the army in the Korean War. David Robinson, I did know this one. This is why they called him the Admiral because mm-hmm. he was in the Navy. Uh, James Earl Jones served in the army. Uh, I think I had heard that one. Uh, you know, I love when they're like, hey, he voiced. Darth Vader. Okay, well, you never saw him. Okay, but he was in a lot oh, of other right. movies and stuff too. Um, but yeah, uh, I always mess. It's Mr. T. Okay, I can never say his name. Mr. T. Everybody knows who Mr. T is. He served in the army. Do you know that one? Didn't know that. Nope, me neither. Uh, and haha, <laughs> funny enough, he was a drill sergeant at Fort McCoy, spelled differently than your name, but I just found it interesting. Yeah, with a C. Yeah. That's over in uh, where's that in? Uh, where's that at? West. It was in Wisconsin. I don't, yep, yeah, there's yep, no yep. boot camp there anymore, but no. Yeah, he was no. in the army. Uh, Elgin Baylor, Army Reserve. He went reserve, sissy. 
uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, Harry Her- Harry Belafonte was World War II in the Navy. Uh, there's only a couple more here. Cheryl Underwood, Air Force Reserve. G- I didn't know this one. This one, I really didn't know this one. Jimi Hendrix served in the Army. What? Yeah, like you think about like you know before becoming arguably the greatest guitar in rock and roll history. Uh, yeah. Uh, James Marshall Hendricks of Seattle found himself with an ultimatum. A troubled childhood and a run-in with the law led to a judge. I've talked about this. It's back in the day when they they yeah. could literally make you uh, judge to give Hendricks a choice between serving two years in prison or joining the Army. And on May 31st, 1961, he enlisted and was assigned to the 101st Airborne Division out of Fort Campbell. Wow, dude! I had no idea. I, I saw that name, I'm like no way. But yeah, Jimi Hendrix. That isn't that crazy. Blew my mind, wow. man. I could not believe that. This stupid man. These lights. Nobody can see it right now, but I'm getting sick of this. So, oop! Now they just they don't see you, man. I got. I get better sit, at this. I swear. There we go. You sit in the dark over there, brother. Dude, it that when when our power goes out, that light sensor. It like it doesn't uh-huh. reset right, and then it just kicks off. It drives me crazy. Whatever, but uh, anyway, man, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, make sure you smash that like button. Uh, you got any comments? Make sure you throw them down below. Uh, we'll make sure to get this up later. But here's the thing, man. We got uh, we're gonna do some stuff for charity in the bonus content, but I want to give you an opportunity um, to just like you know shout out anybody you want to do your thing. Um, you know, just kind of a. Hey, Look, here's the thing, right? I talk about the Navy all the time. You're the Army. Why would I bring you on this podcast? Because, like, I respect you, and I respect um, everybody who serves. It don't matter what branch. You know, I've said that to you guys all the time. And I guess my big thing is, like, you know, we talked about, um, you know, being being a soldier of color. What else would you would you say on that on that topic? Like, what, you know, because I don't want to ask like stupid questions, but like. Right. What's some? Yeah, here's a good one, man. Because you've said you've gotten some questions before, or you've had to combat mm-hmm. like people saying that. What are some questions, maybe, that you've gotten because you are a soldier of color that you were like, "Are you serious? Like, you asking me that? Like, you ever gotten any of those like kind of weird ones?" Um, not that I could think of off the top of my head. I feel like it's something there, but not that I could think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, man, if I've ever been asked anything like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, but do you, you never, in all honesty, you don't, you do not feel that you've ever been treated any differently. You are a soldier first and foremost, and I think yeah, that's. I think, now I'm a soldier. Yeah, man. I think I think that is I think that is the thing that that I really want to drive home with this, and you know, because. We have stuff. I know you guys do too for the army, right? Every month we mm-hmm. have it's it's whatever month. It's this month, that month. You know, um, you know, next month is is Women uh, Appreciation Month, right? Uh, and we celebrate that stuff too in the Navy and in the Army, right? Uh, we're looking at Black History Month because it's national, but like, you know, the Navy and the Army, like they really try to, you know, show that and like celebrate the culture and the history of what that has represented uh in our services um for each of us you know i think the video that we watched it was just one guy and and you know he had i i don't i didn't i couldn't really hear exactly where he said he's from he had like the michael blackston 
um, accent, that very, you know, African accent. And, you know, I've met some amazing uh, African-Americans in my time, man. Like on the ship, I had a guy, he was a cook. He was a cook um, originally from, oh man, Congo, close to the Congo. Because he spoke fluent French. And he was smart, man. He's married, had kids, um, had a degree, but it was from like a master's degree. And he's a cook, right? And we we were doing some stuff with the French Navy, and they brought him up from the galley so he could talk to him. And he was an amazing guy, oh, wow. but he had that real thick like accent. So like some people would be like, um, like they didn't want to talk to him. Like they felt like he was aggressive. It was just like how he was, but he was funny, man. Like God, I wish I could remember his name. I, it's so many people dude. It's so hard to remember people's names, but I used to sit and talk to him. And when I found out like this dude's got like college degrees, I'm like, dude, why are you a cook? He said it was because of his citizenship. You know, he, he, but the Navy was helping him become a U.S. citizen and stuff. Like I was like, dude, that's uh, like, I, that's insane. Like, how do you decide to do that? You know? Right. But, right. Yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to shout out, put out? Nah, man, nothing really. I want to say, I do want to shout out my mom. Yeah. Today's her birthday. So happy birthday, mom. It's your mom's birthday? Yep. Today's my mother's birthday. Wow, man. And you're doing this. Five on... again. How, how old? 25 again. Oh, she's the 25 again. My wife's yeah, turned 29 goes. like six times. So. <laughs> Hopefully she's not watching because I think I just said it was too many times and that made her way older than she is. But yeah, she she won't turn over twenty nine. That's what she keeps saying. Twenty five like again, it. man. Uh, you 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 go home and see family still? Because she's still out there. Oh in yeah. Fayetteville? Yeah, she's still in Fayetteville. She actually was here um for my promotion uh last month. Was she? Oh man, see that's awesome. You know? Yeah, my mom came, my uncle came, my grandma came. Yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, it was a good time. Good to hear. I'm glad I got an invite. I'm glad you didn't come. Wow. <laughs> All right. Hey, so um, I didn't, did, did I not invite you? I'm trying to think though. I don't know, man. It, I, I'm just giving you a hard time. You didn't. That's okay. Hmm. Sorry, man. I apologize. Bro, you, you have family in town. I'm dude, good. Dude, I'm giving you a hard time. Man, you have family in town. I ain't nothing. It's all good. <laughs> mm. It's all good. But hey, uh, you know, before we roll into bonus content, again, make sure you smash that like button, share this feed, you know check out some of this amazing information about black history and, and in the, in the military in general. Cause I, I will tell you that me and, and Sergeant first class McCoy were trying to talk about like, hey, is there anybody specific that we, that we should talk about? And like, we would come up with a few, like I came up with a few, obviously like with the Navy, like everybody knows Carl Brashear, but there's so many more, the golden 13, yeah. like it is, I, there's a lot, there's so much more than even, I, I knew there was a lot, but to, really see the impact i mean it, it's so much more than we can even cover in an hour episode like it, there's just no way yeah. um you know and i think the big thing was seeing somebody that's in right now you know and saying like look you know i haven't experienced it and it is what you make out of it does it happen does it happen it happens everywhere i'm not saying i i, I feel like it's less in the military because it's something that we're very big on Right. We're very right. big on, you know, we, it, it doesn't matter what their, what their race, creed, religion, any of that is. We are, we're together in this. Um, mm-hmm. Does it happen? Yeah. Does the military take it very seriously when it does? Yeah. I've seen it happen um, where somebody got in a lot of trouble for uh, making some com- like just comments. They, they did not, it was 
they took it very seriously. Um, you know, and it, unfortunately, it's something that still happens out in the world. Uh, but be that voice mm -hmm. for change, man. Uh, everybody, yep. like you were saying, hey, if I'm going to come in and see it myself in the Army, and if that's how it is, I'm going to get myself to a point to be that person who's going to uh, raise a riot. Not a riot, but, you know, I'm going I'm to, yeah, yeah. you know, take care of this. And I think that's anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think the big thing, you know, we always talk about in the military is sexual assault. Um, but when it comes to racism, too, I'd use the same term and say, don't be a zebra, man. Don't stand by and watch it happen. Be, it don't matter. Stand, you know. Uh, because sometimes it, it just all depends on where you're from, how you deal with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I never want to see anybody get put down for anything, you know? Uh, so yeah. hopefully, you know, you have, we have it, you know, in our stuff, we call it a simio, um, equal opportunity managers. So, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's serious. Like we take it very seriously in the military. So I don't want anybody to ever think like, well, I'm, I'm black. So, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get treated bad in, in the Navy army, you know, or I'm, I'm Hispanic or, um, English really isn't my first language. Like, so who cares, man, be change your own life and don't ever mm -hmm. let that stand in front of you. Um, I, right. I think you would agree with that. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Don't ever, um, and if, if you're out there and you think that's the case, come up online, go up on the net, come have a conversation with me. Um, yeah, we can talk about it. I've been I've been a lot of places like we just talked about, and I will say that that is not the narrative that that needs to be painted. If that is the narrative that is painted, yeah, I, I hope it's not wherever you are. And I will tell you, um, this is I think this is both from from myself and and Sergeant First Class McCoy. If you're in the Navy and you're experiencing that, reach out to me. I don't care. I don't care where you're at. If you're in and you're experiencing that, I will help you. And if you are in the Army, it don't matter where you're at, Fort Bragg, Fort Sill, Fort wherever, you can reach out to uh, Sergeant First Class McCoy. And, you know, yes, you uh, can. There, are, there are advocacies and stuff that you can talk to. This is just us as senior enlisted personnel saying that if, if you're experiencing that and you need to talk to somebody to figure out what you need to do, you can call either one of us anytime. Uh, and mm -hmm. I know that both of us are very serious about that. So that was a little sombering, but we want to – it's important right? It's important. So, uh, you know, Hey, this is, I'm gonna thank you again for, for coming on the show. Uh, February is black history month episode 80. Make sure you smash that like button, share this feed. This is where it's going to end for the audio portion of it. Uh, but if you're still here watching live or you're watching this later, we're about to start our bonus content. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You were just behind the helm. If you want to watch that bonus content, Make sure to head on over to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, where it is available right now. No matter what platform you watch or listen to this show on, make sure you like it, follow it, share it, hit the bells, do whatever it takes to help grow this channel. You can also watch the episodes live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link is in the description but you can find it by searching behind the helm on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. Thank you again, and we hope to see you next time.